Answer me this. Are you a morning person? Maybe an afternoon person? Perhaps you're a night owl. Perhaps you feel like you never really get, get moving. Well, regardless of how you would classify yourself, you deserve to have a morning routine that serves you, that sets you up for success. Now, before you, you start rolling your eyes and go, oh, I've, I've heard all about the morning routine stuff and all the things that we're all supposed to do and journal and meditate and yoga, and I just don't have time for that or I don't like it. Guess what? That is not what I'm going to tell you. Instead, I am thrilled to tell you about my annual free event coming up called Master Your Morning. And over the course of five days, 30 minutes or less each day, I'm going to teach you how to create your own unique morning routine based on two things, your unique personality type, and secondly, the realities of your home life, right? You may not have a lot of time for a morning routine, and that's what this free workshop is all about. So if you want to come join, head over to megansumrall.com forward slash master your morning. And I promise you at the end of it, you are going to have a completely different relationship with the morning. Well, if there was ever an episode that fully shows the ability to have work-life harmony, today is it. I am over the moon excited to have Rachel Engom on here with me today. Rachel is a mentor of mine before she even knew who I was. I took many of her online courses and now have the privilege of being one of her students in the Activate program. Rachel has a young child at home and is expecting baby number two, and she is going to share all of her time management tips on exactly how she has now just crossed over a half a million in revenue this year alone while only working five hours a day. So grab a pen and paper, and you're going to want to take notes for sure. Welcome to the Work-Life Harmony Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Sumrall. I'm a former techie turned entrepreneur. I'm also a mom and a wife. Just like you, I'm juggling hashtag all the things while running multiple businesses and a family. Being a successful female entrepreneur doesn't mean you have to feel overwhelmed, exhausted, and stressed out. Gaining control of your time and calendar is all about learning a few key techniques and systems to better organize and structure your time. This is your show to learn from me and other amazing women how to master your time and organization to skyrocket your productivity so you can have work-life harmony. All right, everyone. I am over the moon excited about this interview today. I've got Rachel Engum here who basically was my mentor for a long time and she didn't even know I existed. <laughs> I think those are the best kind to have when you find someone doing incredible things with their business and you watch and you learn and then all of a sudden one day you reach out and become their student and it's just been an incredible journey for me to get to actually now be sitting here live with you, Rachel. So thank you for coming on. Yeah, it's an honor to be here with you. So what I would love to talk about today, first, fill everyone in on your amazing business. And then knowing that when you started your business, you had a young, young one at home. And now you are about to bring your second beautiful child into the world. And what the heck are you going to be doing from a time management planning perspective? So that way your business doesn't stall out when you've got an infant. Yeah. So our business right now is working with entrepreneurs, just like yourself, purpose-driven, just rock stars. We started with a Pinterest course and done for you Pinterest services. And that has just like grown 
a lot from that when we started in August of 2017. So now we expanded. I saw a need for when people went through my Pinterest course, they were learning how to get leads, but they didn't know how to monetize. And so that's kind of where Activate comes in, which you're a part of, is working with those entrepreneurs and teaching them how the heck do you actually monetize and do it in a way where you can have a life. Um, (laughs) That for me is key. Yeah. Like I don't want to teach you how to do like one-on-one done for you services because you're going to max out. You know, I want you to have freaking fun and have a life and make a huge impact on the world. So those are like our core things that we do. We do like affiliates and all other kind of stuff, but that's the basics of what we're doing. Right and that's now. so cool it's because I found you through Pin With Purpose. So yeah. that was the first course that I bought and kind of learned that whole and then started seeing, right, you guys, Rachel is so amazing at the actual, you know, big beef of mine is people who only talk about the what and never get into the how. When you take one of Rachel's courses, you get the physical how. And so that's when I was like, all right, this is so my person. So when you were building all that, how old was your son? TJ was four or five. Okay. So yeah, he was not in school yet. He was. So he, yeah. So when he was, okay. So backtrack to my first business, when he was a baby, you asked me like how I managed my time and everything when he was a baby. And when I was doing network marketing, I built that business seriously while he was breastfeeding. He was breastfeeding Mm -hmm. like eight hours a day. So we were on the couch. Yes. He was like obsessed with the boobs. So we were on the couch and I just propped up a pillow, put my computer up. And for the first six months of his life, I just like got to work and I had a solid eight hours. When he was six months old, I got really lucky. My mother-in-law came and lived with us for a full year. And so she helped watching him and like cooking and cleaning around the house. That was huge godsend. Like, oh my goodness. I'm so grateful that she was there. When he was one, we decided to put him in daycare part-time. And so it was like three hours a day, three days a week, but it was so good for him to get to interact with other kids. And so good for me just to have a little bit of extra time to work or just like do stuff for myself. And then we moved to France when he was three. And so when we were in France, we put him in school full time because we wanted him to learn French. And so he was there all day and that I was still in network marketing. And so that gave me the time to build my business and all that. With baby number two, my mom is going to be down the street like half the year. And so they bought their second house in Florida to save money on taxes and escape Chicago winters. (laughs) So I will have someone that is here part of the time that can help. And then when she's not here, my husband will probably be here, but he is also doing businesses and he's in France right now. He's coming back Sunday. Yay. But he's going back and forth to France and Senegal. So when he's not here, I'm kind of single mom in it, trying to get everything done and take care of our dog and all that stuff. So I'm thinking we'll end up getting a nanny three days a week for a couple hours. So currently my work hours are Monday through Friday between 10 and 2, 3 at the latest. And that's when... That those are my scheduled hours when I work my business. And so when baby number two is here, after the first like 90 days, I'll probably start that again, but it'll be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So I want everyone to hear that. Your scheduled work hours are 10 in the morning to 2.30 in the afternoon. Not 2.30 in the following morning, no, <laughs> but 2.30 in the afternoon. And I think people... They hear, oh, I'm, you know, people are building built, you know, big businesses only working 20 or 30 hours a week and they don't believe it or they think that you really aren't. I know since I am, you know, one of your students, 
I see that you are not online. You are not answering questions. How hard was it for you to really cut that off when you were really in a business building mode and respect that non-working time? I think in network marketing, it was so much harder because yeah. it, <laughs> it was like I wanted to reach the next level and sign up so many people. And, you know, I was just so competitive and so just like challenge driven that I, I'm happy to be kind of out of that atmosphere <laughs> a little bit. Even though I'm still making money, I'm so happy that network marketing is freaking awesome for residual income two it years really later. Yep. With this business, I just had to learn boundaries. And how important it was to teach people and set that expectation up front. So when you joined Activate, one of the first things I did when I went live is I said, I'm going to be in here Monday through Friday. I won't be in here on the weekends. And I expect you to take weekends off too. And so that was me setting that expectation. I think if you don't set that expectation, then people are going to think, I paid this amount of money. She should be in here all the time. You know? And so you have to tell people up front what they can expect. And I think that's huge. Second thing is we have someone on our team that handles customer service. And so before it was me doing all the emails and I would feel so bad if I wasn't there to respond if someone had a technical issue or something. And it was just like me trying to figure everything out. When I hired Michelle and Ariana to like take care of all of that stuff, that was a huge just weight off my shoulders. And I can go on vacation and I know that everything's being taken care of and I don't have to be tied to my computer or my phone. Yeah. So when was the pivotal point for you in your business? Uh, Cause I know that's something you know I personally have struggled with. I'm talking with other female entrepreneurs as well of that. At what point do you kind of take that step into investing in getting that help versus doing it yourself? Before you think you're ready, like, (laughs) like you shouldn't feel ready. I want you to be profitable like that for sure. I don't want you going into debt and anything like that. I want you to think, look at your profit and loss statement, which you should be doing. If you don't have a bookkeeper, like I did this myself until I hired a bookkeeper, but looking at how much are we bringing in? How much are we spending? Can I afford an extra hundred dollars a week to hire somebody? And also what's my time worth? And so when I first started, my hourly rate was like 197 an hour, which I thought was crazy. (laughs) Now it's a lot more, but I thought that was like insane. And then I was like, but I could pay someone 10 to $15 an hour to do this for me. And it just kind of like put it in perspective of, I now have people that come to clean my house Right now, it's every other week. When baby's here, it'll be every week. And they're here for like three to four hours, and there's two to three of them. And I'm like, that's like eight hours, 10 hours or whatever. If I times it by my hourly rate, like how much money did I just spend for me to clean my house, you know, as opposed to them coming to clean the house? And so I think that really puts it into perspective of knowing what your time is worth and then how much could you pay someone to do these other tasks for you? Yeah, I love that. And one of the things, that I always want to caution people on when you take that step. And I'll be curious to hear if this was hard for you. I'm guessing not because I know you're a massive high achiever, but people will go, okay, I'm going to make that investment maybe and take that first step and get a house cleaner because that's worth my time. Yeah. But then that means the time that they're spending that three hours or however many hours you've just saved, you've got to work. (laughs) You can't then trade that off to go you know, hang out and kick back with friends or whatever. Do you struggle with staying productive or do you find that your work hours are really focused and you can jump right in and get done what you need to get done? 
For the most part, they're pretty focused. Yeah. Um, pregnancy is a little bit different. So there are some days where I'm just like, oh man, I think I just need to chill. Like today, this morning, I was supposed to like do YouTube videos and all this stuff. And I'm like, I kind of just feel like chilling and I'm going to give myself grace. I don't have like a specific deadline. We're still like two weeks in advance. And I'm like, just give yourself a chill Friday, dude. I think like having structure is awesome, but you got to give yourself that grace too. Yeah. And so I don't force myself to do stuff, but I also try and get everything that needs to get done early in the day because the longer you wait, the less motivation that you're going to have and the more distractions are going to come up. And so if I can get something done early, then it's done, it's knocked out, then I'm happy. Awesome. So talk to us about, I know you're doing a ton of prep work, knowing that you've got the baby coming to make sure, because I mean, you've got a podcast, you've got a YouTube channel, you've got a coaching group, your own blog. I mean, all the things going on. What are you doing proactively so that in preparation for the baby coming, your business is still happening without you yourself running every aspect of it? Right away. Ooh, when you say all that, it sounds like there's a lot that I'm doing, but I'm really not doing all those things. Like we have systems in place and a team in place that they have ownership of all those other things, you know? So like I'm the one that does the podcast and I'm batching podcasts now. So we have two months of content ready to go right now. But that also- is amazing that you've got two months already queued up. You know, I love that because I'm all about batching stuff to save time. So that's yep. awesome. We got two months of content and I'm doing two interviews per week right now. And so by the time baby's here, like we'll have like like at least four to five months of content that's just ready to go. So that's one of the big things. Second thing is we hired a salesperson on our team because before I was the one doing sales calls for Activate and that takes up a lot of time. That really does. And that was one of the things I'm like, I'm decent at this. I'm pretty good at this, but I know I could have someone on that's even better. That's going to, yeah, I pay them commission, but it's going to help us grow and expand our company that much faster. So that was one of the things that I wanted to make sure I got in place. And I did like two weeks ago, and I'm really happy about that. So just making sure we have the right team members in place, that's huge, that they know their role. They know what to expect from me. So we have Helen that's going to be doing some of those coaching calls when baby's here. So like the first month when I'm not sleeping and like all that stuff, Helen will be able to step in and kind of take over from that standpoint. I think just being prepared and know like I have time to prepare. It's not like surprise, there's a baby coming. I got nine months, right? So batching a heck of a lot as much as possible and having the right team in place. That's awesome. What other things do you batch besides your podcasts? Everything. (laughs) Like email content. So I've showed you how I like, we have everything scheduled in Asana. So I'll typically batch at least two to three weeks of email content. So that's ready to go. And I'll probably be doing a lot more of that as the baby, like as it gets closer to March, we'll probably have like two to three months of content ready to go and scheduled out. That's something that doesn't take a ton of my time. But when I sit down, it'll take me like a half an hour to an hour to batch out like one to two weeks of emails. So that's one of the things we batch. Instagram content, but that's not something that I do. That's something that Lizzie does. And she knows my voice enough that she can write the posts and then I just go in and edit it. So she typically batches a month at a time. YouTube videos, that's something new that we've gotten intentional about is creating content specifically for YouTube. And I'll do four four videos in one day and we upload a video a week. Perfect. So you're knocking out a whole month in one day. Yeah. 
in like an hour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how long are your YouTube videos usually? Five to 10 minutes. Or just the nice short videos. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. Here's a question someone asked me the other day. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I hadn't thought about it. Yeah. So I like to batch my videos as well. But then someone's like, well, do you change your clothes? I was like, yeah. I don't. I never thought about that. No, I have not. So I, I don't. Like some people really care. And like for them, image is everything. And they want to be super polished online. I'm wearing a hoodie right now. I'd like to me, I'm just going to be myself and it's yeah. okay if you know that I batched it, if you really look hard and you notice, but I don't care. <laughs> that, that's how I felt. I was like, I was wondering if maybe I was this big like faux pas that I wasn't thinking about no. strategically changing my outfits. I don't care. For batching. Awesome. No. Okay. So what do you, for people that are just getting started with their businesses now, what would be kind of your biggest time-saving tip that you would want to share with them? Batch. Batching's huge. Like have a plan, use a planner, know what your year goal is, know what your quarterly goal is, know what your monthly goal is, know what your day goal is, like really reverse engineer that. Have one thing that you want to get done that day. Like it's kind of like Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy. I read that book back in the day and I really implement that. I'm like, what's my frog? What do I need to get done today? I do that one thing. And if I get that one thing done, I am happy. And I'm like, oh, I can kind of chill the rest of the day. Like if the other stuff gets done, great. If it doesn't, Like I at least got that one thing done. That's going to move me closer to where I want to be. So that's huge. Batching's huge. I have like a whole podcast and blog post all about how I batch content in my business. Oh, awesome. Well, I'll make sure I grab that blog post to share in the show notes for this as well. So yeah, because there's so many flavors of it. I I love reading how other people are batching because it helps me tweak mine as well. And then outsource as much as you can. Know what your zone of genius is. Know what only you can do. And then get everything else off of your plate. You're not going to be able to when you first start. Like in the beginning, you either have time or you have money. And a lot of times we just have to invest a lot more time because we don't have the money. But as you start to get more traction in your business, use that to get things off your plate and bring other people onto your team. Because when you do that, like that's why I'm able to, we've just passed half a million dollars this year already. And oh my gosh, that's awesome. I'm so grateful. Like I can't even, and working the hours that I do 20 to 25 hours a week, it's because we have that team in place and I just hand as much as I can off to them. And I say, here, take this run with it. And I'm not like micromanaging what they're doing. Yep. Awesome. I love that. I'm going to ask you my closing question, which I know you're not prepared for and you're going to think I'm crazy, but the answers have been great so far. Everyone knows I have a minor shoe problem. What is your personal favorite pair of shoes that you own? Oh my God, you're not going to like this. So (laughs) I literally own, I think two pairs of shoes right now. No. Yes. One of them is gym shoes and one is a pair of shoes I've had since like 2008. I just ordered like four more pairs to try out because I had surgery on my foot in 2008 and I had two stress fractures on that foot and I have oh my this. Okay. So for me, as long as the my feet feel good, I don't care what the shoe looks like, which my husband doesn't like because he, he's West African and he's like, your shoes should look prettier. And I'm like, I don't, <laughs> I don't care as long as my feet feel good. So my favorite pair of shoes would be my gym shoes that I wear everywhere. (laughs) Are you a brand specific? I have to have, it has to be Nike for me. That has to be my gym shoe. 
They're the only ones that are comfortable for me. So nope. As long as they're comfortable, I could not care less. All right. I think my favorite so far was chatting with Jim Larson's podcast. His was his camouflage Crocs. So yeah. (laughs) yeah. I mean, also keep in mind I'm six foot one and I wear like a size 14. And so options are very limited as well. So I'm like, if you can find a comfortable shoe that's in my size, I am happy, but there's not that many. I'm like, that would be a good business, but I don't want to get the shoe. That would be. (laughs) Thank you. I know your time is so valuable and I really appreciate you being here today. I know everybody's going to get a lot of great takeaways, particularly around batching. And I'll make sure I share all of your resources on that as well. So thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. Getting on top of all things time management, organization, and productivity doesn't have to stop just because this episode is over. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Megan Sumrall, or just open any browser and go to megansumrall.com. If spelling my name is a complete pain, just go to theworklifeharmony.com and grab my free time management cheat sheet. If you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share it.